Hi everyone and welcome to Training for Life Redeemed. Dad and I are together again having a chat about the last little bit of Matthew. We've been working through this series for a while now, Dad. Yeah. We're coming up to the end. We've got just this episode and one more to go. We're up to where Jesus gets buried. So, Dad, in our last episode, obviously Jesus crucified. He's got witnesses to that. He's actually dead. The soldiers say he's dead. And also they have earthquakes and people rising from the dead. So here we have Jesus getting taken to um, Arimathea, is that? Joseph of Arimathea. Yep. Yeah. So they're going to tomb. Joseph's tomb. He's going to get buried there. Yep. Uh, they're kind of in a rush. They've got to do it before sunset. Yep. Uh, so let's get him in there, close it up really quick, and then we'll come back in a few days yep. to finish off looking after him. So they rush the burial. The Jews or the scribes, Pharisees, the leaders, whatever they're called, uh, (laughs) chief priests, probably the best term, uh, are going to go and harass Pilate. They're harassing Pilate to get soldiers to come and guard the tomb and do all that kind of stuff because they heard that the they remember the deceiver. You've got these words underlined, deceiver and deception is mentioned a few times. Uh, Why are they so concerned? Right? Did the Jesus followers really that likely to go and steal his body from the thing and go, oh, he's raised from the dead? Uh, or is this just, I don't know. I, 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 I can see it in hindsight where God's just kind of going, let's make this super obvious that yeah. there's a guard, there's two guards standing outside that tomb for three nights. There's Roman soldiers because the Jews wouldn't be doing that work. Yeah, it's, only one, it's only one night. Oh, only one night? Oh, yeah, only was, one night. Yeah. Oh, they go to him on Saturday? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Friday, they could have gotten out on Friday night. They could have. <laughs> <laughs> so the soldiers stand there, they're sealed, or well, marked with a seal, set yep. of seal, uh, which I interpret as Pilate's kind of, you know, ring of seal that's, yeah. you know, this is Pilate's mark, this now belongs to him kind of thing. Yep. Uh, a lot of effort to go to. It's a lot of effort to go to. And it speaks loudly of the fact that these... You remember these these are the guys who stood there at the interrogation and said, you know, you were going to knock down the temple and in three days rebuild it. And if you remember when Jesus actually said those words, he talked about his body being raised and they're acting like they didn't get that. <laughs> and now all of a sudden they do get that and they want to make sure that all this talk of resurrection is not going to happen. So in their imagination... The only way that the disciples can keep the story going is if they steal the body and the tomb's empty and all the tourists come and check the empty tomb, which they're still doing, <laughs> um, except they don't know which tomb. Uh, but here we are. Let's, let's get Roman troops to go and stand guard over this thing. So it's after the Sabbath, so it's Saturday night. They go to here and say, you know, he's scheduled to rise tomorrow morning. Um, let's go seal the tomb, put a guard on it, and make sure nobody nicks the body. They wouldn't steal it on a Sabbath. Yeah. Because that would be work carrying a load. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, Saturday night we're going to put a guard on. As soon as sundown, let's make sure this is secure. I read one of the commentaries, and the, the, the guy, it's sort of inappropriate, but he said, you can hear God in heaven roaring with laughter through this whole process. Because the men who put guards on the door to make sure they didn't steal the body are now paying the guards to tell everybody that they stole the body. 
Um, and and what is the evidence that, that Jesus got out of the tomb? Well, let's see. They are outside the tomb. An angel comes down. There's an earthquake. Other tombs open up and people start walking out of them. Mm. They become like dead men while Jesus is alive. I mean, it, it just all lines up to make a mockery. And they use the word deceiver over and over again. Jesus is the deceiver, and they're bribing people to tell lies. So throughout this whole narrative, you just transparently look at that and say, the kingdom of Satan is a pack of fantasies and lies and tantrums because reality doesn't line up with what we want to be true when we want to get rid of God. And reality just keeps making a mockery. Your mockery of Jesus is nothing compared to your mockery of yourselves. Mm. Um, and the irony is just right throughout this section. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And so we already talked a little bit about the resurrection, the angel coming, the earthquake, and rolling the stone away. And he's rolling the stone away for the women who are coming to finish off the burial process because yeah. they're coming to make him not smell, yep. <laughs> cover him in herbs and spices and they're wrap not, him up again. They're not expecting resurrection. <clears throat> no. No. So they come, the tomb's open, the guy's glowing, he's so bright, and they're like, where is he? And they're like, come look, he's not here. Go and find him where he said he'd meet you. <laughs> and the sequence is great. I mean, Jesus has left the building, but the tomb is still sealed. Hmm. And the angel says, he's not here, he's gone. You want to come and look? And he rolls the stone away and lets them in. And, of course, anybody in their right mind at this point is, their whole world, their whole worldview is just flipped. And the confusion, half delight, half terror, what do we do with this? And the next scene is just magic. Yeah, so they've run away and they end up running into Jesus because they're <laughs> like, ah, this guy's crying, right? what is this? There's no one there. All right, we're going to go and tell disciples. And off they yeah, run and but, but you look smack at, bang into him. <laughs> and they, they walk up to, there's Jesus. And they fall on their face and grab his feet. Um, and there he is. It, it, the first message from the angel was go and tell the disciples. I, I really think... In this last bit, in verse 28, 10, Jesus says, go and tell my brothers. And I think there's a little backstory in there because in John's gospel, his brothers didn't believe in him. Mm. And in the this is March, April. Um, in December, the previous December, his brothers told him to go down to Jerusalem for the Feast of Hanukkah because you're a famous bloke. Yeah, you yeah. know, the police are all down there waiting for That's you. Right. What are you killed. doing up here? Go down there and get arrested. You know, they're mocking their brother and their their mother has just stood at the foot of the cross and watched him crucified. How do you think the brothers are feeling? Mm. And Jesus' concern is, go and tell my brothers. They would have been in Jerusalem for the feast. Mary's there. Galilee's there. They're obedient. Um Go and tell my brothers. Yeah, tell the disciples, but go and tell my brothers. And I just like the fact that later on in the New Testament, when you meet his elder brother, well, younger for Jesus, but the oldest of the group, James, 
James is the most godly man you'd ever want to meet. Hmm. Um, he his nickname was Camel Knees because he spent so much time <laughs> praying. He he is just the epitome of a man who's been forgiven a great sin and appreciates amazing grace. Um, go tell my brothers. Yeah, they're going to be. I mean, what are they going to be feeling after all of this? Okay, so the women are going to go. They're going to tell disciples and tell the brothers. Everyone's going to meet Jesus in Galilee. Yep, let's get out of Jerusalem. <laughs> that's right, that's right. The chief priests then, while they're gone, are making up deals with soldiers. Yeah. Of, Here's your bribe, yeah, make sure you tell everyone that they, you fell asleep, which they would have gotten in trouble for, for they, saying that they'd fallen asleep when we'll, they were meant to be on guard. Yeah, we'll <laughs> fix it with Herod, with Pilate, yeah. not just Pilate, don't worry, we'll take care of him. Yeah, so they take the money and that's where we're kind of leaving it at this point because that's uh, yep, the next Jesus, thing is when Jesus meets his disciples, but that's our next episode. That's in Galilee and that's... You can imagine the three-day walk up to Galilee <laughs> um, and the confusion and the conversation. And, you know, there's people who've actually met him. He appears in the upper room that Sunday night. Um, so the 11 have seen him. But when he gets to Galilee, hundreds of disciples are going to see him. Yeah. Um, this is this is a conference with the risen <laughs> Jesus. That's right. He's going to teach him a lot in the, and the have next 40 days. And they're going to have six weeks of Bible study. It's going to be great. <laughs> If you guys enjoyed this episode, please make sure you head over to trainingforliferedeem.com slash 87 so you can grab the show notes or the study notes, sorry, for this uh, episode. If you enjoyed the episode, we would love some more reviews. So if you're listening and you haven't left us a review, leave us a review. And if you haven't subscribed yet, click that button as well. We would love to have you come and join us next week when we finish off the book of Matthew. We're going to talk about the Great Commission and its importance.